You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon or morning, wherever you're at. Welcome to another episode of Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. I'm Ricky. With always is here is my man Fletch. Today, we are joined by Kathleen Gabriel, owner of Gabriel HR. She is a fractional HR consultant. She has a great story and networking advice to offer. We're so excited to get into it. How are you doing today, Kathleen? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. We're so excited to have you here. But first... We must get started. We must break the ice officially. Okay, and we can, I'm ready. We can hear your story and we can get this party started. So if you had to do it all over again, okay, forget everything you knew and you had to be an athlete, an Olympic athlete, right? Yeah. Okay. What would be your sport? I would want to be a pairs figure skater. That is something that I have no skill in whatsoever. Um, I can basically stay upright on various kinds of skates. Uh, and I have never had that kind of artistic athleticism. But I love ice skating. It's so great. And I would love to be a powerhouse skater like Tanya Harding, but in the pairs uh, arena. I think I don't know that the Olympics would allow me in on that kind of attitude, but I would love to do it. I mean, Man. you're breaking knees, but you know, with, uh... <laughs> that wasn't her. That wasn't her. That was, that someone was her else. boyfriend. Yeah, they're different people. <laughs> She's she, you know, do you know she is from Portland and grew up skating in the Clackamas Mall ice skating rink, right? That's right. That's probably us. why she's on my brain as uh, as one of the major skaters. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I love powerhouse uh, athletes in the context of doing the beautiful art athletics. So like Asuria Bonnelly also, I I love her her skating style. Have you seen the I Tanya movie with Margot Robbie where it was like her story? I have. I have. That's that good. was a that was a very entertaining That's movie good. or a series. It was good. But we're not here to be movie critics. So <laughs> my Kathleen, what I yes. like to ask and know about people, what is the most recent app that you have downloaded on your phone? Oh, God, I am practically a boomer. Um, it's probably <laughs> banking, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think I just I did my business banking account app. I'm I'm very boring when it comes to technology stuff like that. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. someone's I mean, got to be. You yeah. know, I, I leave the apps for everyone else. <laughs> no worries, no worries. We won't judge much. Um, <laughs> hey, a good banking app is really pretty important these days. I, I mean, honestly, I held off like way in the way back. I held off on getting a smartphone until I realized I really can't go biking as much as I do without a magical map. That was my that was my, and I was years behind in in making that happen. So. 
you know, I would be fractionally more impressed with you, <laughs> Kathleen, if you had a flip phone still. Like, I, I, I'm just going to put it out there. If you can bring back the flip phone, I'll like you just that much more. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will make that work. I used to work uh, a million years ago. I worked for a middleman company, uh, combining cell phones with cell phone plans. And it was right at the era where they're like, flip phones, flip phones are for losers. Everyone should have a candy bar phone. Or maybe it was the other way around. A Nokia oh, 5100, right? Yeah. I So I would like to be able to have the freedom to have a flip phone. I feel like it yeah. would bring me a lot of peace and it would bring me, help me be more present in my moment but unfortunately i have to network with people i have to <laughs> do my job i have to be more available and my current place in life doesn't allow that for me yeah you gotta have my, your, your app you know you gotta be able to share your app your little yeah. scanner app on your thing ricky yeah. Yeah, that's right. I got to be able to tap people's phones with my digital card. I love, I love, I feel like, has it been every single episode so yes. far that there's some sort of joke and teasing me about that? I just can't wait. I, I'm glad these are, these are recorded and there's gonna, there is a documented talk about this because when those blow up we get to replay for all the doubters <laughs> we got a nice little time capsule here <laughs> uh, i bet that's how like steve jobs felt when the iphone was coming out oh yeah <laughs> well let's let's fall back on track here kathleen tell us a little bit about yourself you know who are you what do you do give us your story a little bit um, well, I'm a human resources consultant. I have been doing HR for over 20 years now. I came up in Silicon Valley and where I grew up in Silicon Valley. So it made sense that I returned there for my, my career. And I was in tech startups for a very long time. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I moved up here to Portland. And in the in the process of moving away from being the in-house HR presence to consulting for small companies, what I really wanted to do was bring more strategic initiatives to companies that can't afford to hire someone at that level. And honestly, I mean, it doesn't make sense to hire someone at that level. Like, think of a CFO. You might need the services of a CFO when you're a five-person company, but one of your five people is not going to be, you know, 150K, 250K employee doing finance. But if they work for you four hours a month, well, perfect. You've got all of that skill. You've got all of that information at your fingertips and you can grow your company better. And so that was what I wanted to bring in human resources, because what I really saw was people leave this function for so long in a company because it is not a directly money-making uh, position. It's not sales. It's not product development. Uh, it's not, you know, external services. And so people say, okay, well, maybe I can leave HR too, you know, when I have 150 people 
And what happens is you run into a lot more disasters. You run into a lot more pain. You turn your own wheels and you lose so many opportunities for profit, for efficiencies, for all of these things that, you know, your people can provide for you if you know how to provide for them. So that's that's my whole goal in going into human resources is, um, or especially into the consulting field of human resources is beyond just being in a single company, I want to help as many companies as possible reach their full potential through their people. Uh, and so I've branched out from tech startups. I still absolutely support tech startups, of course. But I have branched out into other other fields, uh, into the trades, into nonprofits. And one of the reasons that I wanted to start more networking is I wanted to get out of my comfort zone of just talking to tech people and talk to everyone. And, uh, and that's my story. Well, because I feel like I'm not sure that the niche... And maybe I'm mistaken here, but it seems to me that the specific niche as far as the type of business is less important. A lot of HR principles are what HR is for regardless of the industry that you're in. Oh, within, absolutely. Within reason. I'm sure there's some tweaks here <laughs> and there, but I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, generally the, speaking, the thing is. There's there's all kinds of foundational things that translate everywhere. Every company needs policies. Every company should be compliant with federal, state, and local laws. There are various things that you can offer to your employees to make it attractive for them to work for you. Compensation being a major part of that. Uh, but also just like what kind of promotion opportunities are in any uh, company or organization. And so those are fairly universal. Where it gets more specific is like, for instance, hospitality has some pretty specific needs, restaurants, hotels, that sort of thing, and a certain amount of expected turnover in their uh, in their environments. Places that have unions will want to work with a human resources professional who has experience with that sort of organization. Beyond that, it's really that people have a lot of the same needs and therefore organizations have a lot of the same needs. And it comes down to what do you want your organization to do and to feel like and to be and how do you make that happen? And that includes things like, is there a lot of overtime in this environment? Or does everyone go home at 2 p.m. on Fridays? Is there a huge benefits package that is really attractive to people? Are there a lot of perks? Or are we small and scrappy? And we'll get there one day, but today is not that day. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to be that organization. But you're right. There's a lot of crossover into what I can bring to any industry. So I, I absolutely, that was, like I say, that that is a reason I wanted to branch out just from tech, because while I, I absolutely know the baseline look feel of a Silicon Valley startup, eh, every one of those is different too. And I want to, I want to see what other people are doing. 
what are there, what are other industries bringing into the world? I like it. What, so, you know, obviously you come from the tech side of things, but um, you're willing to work, you know, and you do work with all sorts of folks. What are some of the things you're doing to go out and, and meet these folks or get in front of the the people that you want to work with? You know, what, what kind of actions are you taking um, regularly to do, to do that? Yeah, you know, that is a terrific question because I will tell you, I am a very junior networker. I always kind of kept myself to myself and was doing my work. And I liked to have convivial relationships with all the people in the organizations I was working with, but I wasn't necessarily great with keeping in touch afterwards when people would move on when I would move on I would just be kind of focused on that next thing and in starting my own business I realized well that served me very poorly I did not have this bank of people to turn back to or that I felt comfortable turning back to and so I started talking to other people I just started talking to other consultants to other um, service providers that I'm friends with and you know we'd hang out with and that I would see them grow their business and I'd say well, what do, what even do you do I, I feel like I'm flailing and one of the first things that I tried because I did spend a year in a recruiting agency as a recruiter. And I'm like, well, I'll just try the whole cold calling method that I did back there. And what I discovered as an individual person, the very large difference was back when I was calling cold, cold calling for the agency, I had the big name of the agency behind me. So more strangers were more likely to pick up the phone or answer the email and say, okay, who are you? It's exhausting to be cold called, but I guess I'll talk to you. As an individual, it's very much like, I, I don't even know you. I'm not going to bother. So that didn't work. And so I started joining networking groups and they were by and large, good people with good intentions and I enjoyed getting to know people, but it wasn't really generating business for me. And so my major action honestly was joining BNI, which, you know, you two are also members of, but I don't think it's necessarily that it's that, you know, that group in particular, like it doesn't have to be BNI specific, but joining a networking group that has goals and accountability was very important to me. And I know that there are other networking groups that have goals and accountability. And what that really did was for someone who has always been nervous about imposing on people. I, I have a real hard time just going into a room full of strangers and introducing myself because I have this mental idea that, oh, well, you know, that's an imposition. These people already have their connections, their people, and I'll be interrupting them. Getting the practice of every week saying, this is who I am, and this is what I want, and this is how I'm going to contribute to other people. And frankly, being in an organization where it is expected that if I reach out to someone, they are going to be welcoming 
to me speaking to them and wanting some of their time because hopefully we can mutually give to each other. That has been absolutely eye-opening and a real change in the way I market myself, frankly, because it got me past what was holding me back, which is the idea that I will automatically be an imposition and into the idea that what I have to offer is valuable to other people. And if I'm able to offer that, then I am helping them. And that is both in the context of what I offer as a business person. So for small business owners who require, you know, help on their people side, sure, I'm the solution to a problem. But it's also just the more people that I know, the more I am able to be of assistance to honestly anyone that I meet. I was I was just like literally giving a cup of flour to my neighbor. And she said, you know, I hate to be of the 1950s, but my kids and I are making pizza and I actually just need a little flour. Do you have any? I'm like, I do, of course. And as we were talking, she was, she said, oh, you work from home. You're a consultant. How are you with, with Google Analytics? And I said, oh, I don't really have a storefront, so that's not really my thing. And she was a little disappointed. And I said, but do you need SEO? And she said, I would love to talk to someone about SEO. And I said, well, it turns out that since I'm talking to people every day now, and I'm listening to what other people's businesses are, I have someone for you. Can I make a, Can I make an introduction? And so now I've made an introduction to my neighbor and I'm being useful to this SEO professional that I, uh, that I like and that I want her business to succeed. And so I'm in practice now in a way that I, on my own, I wouldn't have got here. I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have known how to just be calm and direct about networking. And so it, it's been very eye-opening to just be in a group with good people with intentional action. And how did that feel when you were able to connect her with an SEO person? I mean, terrific, because I am very service-oriented as a person. I That's one of the big reasons I got into HR to begin with, which is I want to be of service to the world. I want to make my little corner of the world a little bit better. And that was in that moment, that was me being able to do that. And I think that's, that's the side of networking that I wasn't really aware of. I want to say getting into it because it always seemed like the idea of networking was always presented to me as kind of a hard sell. And not many people on this earth like to be sold to in that way. And and so I don't like to sell to people in that way of, you know, this is me and I'm my services are what you need and take it or leave it or whatever. That's that's not my deal. And so, but that's how I always felt networking was with a bunch of smarmy people trying to outsmarm each other and and win the smarm Olympics. And I I did not wish to compete. And 
And so now I've been introduced to this whole other idea of no, networking is just hanging out with people and getting to know each other. And the human side is the important side. That's been really wonderful for me. And and it's funny, one of my best friends, I was talking to her last week and I mentioned like one of the meetings I had just had that day. And I said, oh, this guy, he's so great. One of my favorite people right now. And she stopped me and she said, I, I can't remember when you've liked this many people this in this volume at this at this rate. And it really stopped me because I'm like, I think it's because I wasn't like getting out and meeting people. I, I wasn't letting these good people in at all. It's so. funny you say that. It's it's a uh, someone like you with so much experience, right, in your craft, right? 20 yeah. years of experience. You know, you know what you know, right? And stepping out of your comfort zone, right? And having to relearn how to network is something that, you know, I think is a valuable skill for anybody and everybody. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you just got to go do it, right? And it, it's yeah. not, it doesn't have to be someone, you know, trying to pound your door down to earn your business. Matter of fact, it works better to, uh, you mentioned something earlier, it, you, you were just trying to be useful. And uh, yeah. be useful is something that's been on my mind lately because I've been waiting for this book to drop recently. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger just came out with a new book, Be Useful. Oh, um, I've already pre-ordered it. Yeah, it will just drop. No so it should be, it's in my Audible right now. I'm waiting to, I'm going to start reading it. But oh, I got to check I, my Audible. I love it. Like it's, uh, he's, he, it's, he's such a, he's, his story is so crazy to go from so little to so much, you know, all that kind of cool stuff and so much he's done. But it's as simple as that as, as networking comes in many ways comes down to that being useful and yeah. By you having this network of, I mean, we know you, right? And hopefully our audience gets to know you and and other people get, you know, you're getting to know all these other people, right? You're being useful to the world, you know, whether you're earning that business right now or later. But yeah, yeah. No, I think I loved what you said about that. I think that was, it's, it's such an aha moment is so. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think that it, I feel I really believe that it goes both ways when while you're talking about people don't want the smarminess to put it in your words. I don't even know if smarminess <laughs> is the full word, but I think it is. We'll I, think it. Today, I think today it's today. It, it works. Is. Today it is. And, <laughs> but 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 what I'm saying is I don't think people like to be referred to others in that way. And yeah. there are those people out there. They're, they're, you're always going to run into those people, the hard sell, you know, the, there's a reason car salesmen, insurance salesmen get the rep because there's a lot of those out there because the bar is yeah. so low to be able to get licensed to do that job. You get yeah. those sales bros kind of guys yeah. right and that's that and that shows up in their referring and their mark and their networking and they don't really understand that networking and one of the themes that we hear i think probably every episode in some ways more subtle than others is that it's the relationships that matter and yeah. when your neighbor comes over to you to borrow a cup of flour and you chat for a few minutes and you are able to nicely as a friend and good neighbor 
say, hey, I have an SEO guy that's probably worth your time to talk to. Now that relationship is even better because she sees you as a resource, a good neighbor, somebody who cares and has things to help her with. Yeah. And that's it exactly. And and Fletch, you were saying earlier about the years of experience that I have. It honestly feels very ironic that I am in a profession of people and I couldn't figure out this aspect of people on my own. It felt like a very different kind of peopling. And honestly, it's also like, you know, um, you were just saying now about the image that people might have of insurance agents uh, like yourselves. And the same thing is true of HR people. There are, I find, two major negative uh, stereotypes of human resources professionals. One is from the business side, which is HR people are paper pushers who tell me no. And from the employee side, which is HR is not your friend. HR is there to support the company and to destroy you. And as with anything, there's, of course, grains of truth in any of that. And I think part of that is you were saying that like anyone can get licensed for insurance. Well, similarly, there's not a license for HR. I mean, I do have a master's degree. I do have my certifications. I have experience. I feel that I'm a qualified professional, but no one has like, there's no bar exam for HR people. So you kind of have to take it on trust that people will know what they're doing when they come into your business to do this very important function. And there are some people who get into it because they're just like, I want to sit at a desk and do things on a repetitive basis. And HR seems like a good place to do it. It isn't a good place to do it, but you can make it into a place to do it. And on the employee side, I love being a consultant because I have more leverage to work with companies to be better to their employees in a way that is profitable to the company. Because at the end of the day, if there is no profit to the company, there is no company. So there are no employees. So it's this, it's this you want to create this virtuous cycle. And that's what I kind of hope to do. And again, bringing it back to the networking, I never saw networking as a virtuous cycle. I was like one of those people putting on a negative stereotype onto this activity that can be extremely helpful to everyone involved as long as we're all on the same page that we're in it together. Because as soon as you, you get into networking for it's just for me, I'm out here for number one, there's one person here and I'm going to win. It's like, well, it actually works better if we all win. So I'd like to try that. And so I, I feel very grateful that I have landed in a place with people who have that same mindset. Because again, that makes it so much easier for me to participate and to grow my own business. Because I'll tell you, I would be winding down my business if it weren't for networking. Uh, HR is such a personal business. People do have to know you and trust you in order to engage your services and especially with consulting, you're not going to like a big PEO, you're not going to a big firm, 
that has the name that you trust. So instead, you have to have the person you trust. And in order for me to be that person, I have to get to know a bunch more people. So mindset matters, right? Yeah. You can choose to be you know, yourself, Kathleen in HR, or yeah. you can be that negative Harold in, in HR. You know, <laughs> we've all met those negative Harolds, and I don't think anybody wants to work with them. I, I think everybody would much rather work with Kathleen. I mean, I hope so. I like me. I hope other people like me. I like you. Oh. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> oh man. So, because of what you're just saying about, you know, I think with anything, who, who people do business with is the know, like, and trust. Any, right? That's yes. everybody in sales. That's kind of just a foundation of selling. Yeah. Or of course. Doing business with each other or whatever. But, it sounds like from what you were just talking about, that is even more critically important in your role as HR without the big name behind you. And so it seems what I'm hearing is that networking is is actually pretty critical to you because when somebody refers you and you're in a hard networking group where you're vetted and show up and everybody spends required time with you because that's part of being in the meeting every week, you are now shortcutting that process. Because if I call a friend and say, hey, man, I heard that you're struggling with this or I'm working with a client and I'm helping them with their work, fix their work comp issues. And part of that is pre-screening and onboarding new clients and they don't have a process for that. I can immediately say, hey, I have a fractional HR consultant that I work with who can do this for implement, help you implement this piece that you need. Yeah. Since you don't have a full-time HR or maybe have room in your business or the time in your business to do that, enter you. And there's, you're now don't have to spend all this time building that trust. They already trust you because they already trust me because I am their advisor. I'm their risk manager. Yeah, exactly. And I would say for my business, especially HR is one of those fields that everyone has heard of. And if you're not in it, you don't necessarily know what we do. And that's another reason why it gets put off for so long is because people don't necessarily know the nuts and bolts of, oh, I could solve that problem through human resources. Oh, I, I'm experiencing a lot of churn in my employees and I have a ton of turnover if I brought in some strategic human resources, I could maybe fix that. You know, it, it, all of these things that that go into it. And, and why would people know is the thing, you know? Why would someone who is really good at building tech products and, and like programming software, and so they start their own business, why would they know what a good payroll platform looks like? I mean, that'd be silly, honestly. And so it goes beyond the idea of earning that trust, although earning that trust is vital. Like that is absolutely foundationally necessary to what I'm doing. But then one step further, because Ricky, you mentioned that, you know, going through that weekly meeting and the kind of weekly reminder of what we all do and what we're all looking for. 
that also tells people, oh, I didn't know you did that. Now I have this idea in my head. When I run into someone who, you know, mentions something, it's like, oh, wait, you're in this kind of pain? I know someone who gets you out of that kind of pain. And that's not something you would naturally necessarily know. Like if if we were just like friends on the street and we hung out twice a year, you wouldn't necessarily know what I do for a living. And so maintaining and establishing and, you know, refreshing that relationship, not just personally, but professionally, so that we can all know specifically what each other does. I mean, that's that's vital to my business as well. well just just process, getting the right? word out. Yeah. In your whole process, doesn't that speed things? I mean, that's like, if you're running a mile, that's like three laps ahead. You get somebody that says, yeah. Hey, I, I've worked with this person. I know this person personally. That's, that's a mile ahead of someone who's, who's just, you've reached out to them via an email or a phone call or a, even meet at the grocery store, which is awesome. By the way, I found lots of clients just at the grocery store or at the gas station or whatever. Right. Just because yeah. I'm talking to people, but Man, if you get if Ricky sends somebody to me or you send someone to me, it's a lot closer to uh, a piece of business or at least a yeah. conversation than you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, and you're gonna absolutely earn that business. I don't even know what 80, 90 percent of the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and <clears throat> even beyond that, it means that the referrals that I get sent to me are more likely to be accurate. Because the people who are sending me those referrals have heard me talk about what my business actually is. So they have a better idea of who's a good fit for me. And yeah, it's, uh, oh man, I had something else, but it, it just flew out of my brain. <laughs> All good. It'll come back. It will. It always does. <laughs> I love it. So you, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Ricky. You were talking about, you know, exploring different networking groups and finding your way you eventually got to bni which is how the three of us all met mm -hmm. um you know this isn't an official bni podcast but i mean it we talk about bni in every episode because that's what we do and it's a hard networking group and uh it just is what it is i mean I mean, it's a part of our lives. So, right. of course, it's, it's going to be part of what it's, we talk about. It's fine. I, I mean, I want other people to, we want other people to gain value because networking is some, a skill that I think everybody needs. Yeah. I shouldn't say everybody needs. No, but let's of, pause there for a second, Ricky. I, I want to point this out because I think this is super important and I don't mean to throw you off track. Yeah, but no. It is super important. Like, as a parent, too, like if you're a parent and you're trying to, uh, this day and age, this world, and I'm just dealing with this right now because I failed miserably with my oldest, but our youngest, meeting other parents, making sure you know the other parents, meeting sure, making sure, like no one, like I'm not one of those people who wants to hang out at the PTA meetings, right? And like, shit, but I, I need to learn how to do that. And I've had to learn how to do that because now I know who my my kids are talking about when they're coming home and talking about them, their, these, their friends at school, right? So even you know, moms and dads who are, you know, who work at a job and they don't have to worry about networking really have to learn how to network, right? In order to yeah. put their kids in a in a spot to be able to be, have friends and continue relationships and sports and all the things. Like it's, it's something I think everybody can learn and grow and figure out, maybe not as in a formal sense as we talk about it, right? A lot here, but I, I do want to point that because that's been on my mind. It's like, holy moly, like, We've got to learn how to network. Like my wife and my, I have to learn how to network socially, not just as 
for, for business too. Well, and I think that's really, I'm so glad that you said that. And I, I think that is important. You know, I meet people a lot and they talk about how hard it is as adults to make friends mm-hmm. in general. You know, adults. Well, that's because we don't have structure in place. When you're at school all the time, you're just seeing people regularly every day because there's a structure that you have to show up to. And when you're an adult, you might have work, but it's not like that you're not necessarily going to make your friends at work. So then you kind of dwindle off because you've never been taught how to go out in the world and socially network and really meet people and really talk to people. And so absolutely, that's that's part of networking. And that's the value. That's why I always use the disclaimer, it's not an official BNI podcast, because I don't want to turn away those who aren't in the BNI community or interested in being in it, because a lot of yeah. these principles apply all over. And as Fletch just pointed out, even in your social life, you know, yeah. it's really, and I think, I think what kind of motivated me, and I'm not, I, I feel like I'm kind of getting we're getting a little bit sidetracked here but what is is just the fact that i feel like in this post covid era where so many people work remote everything i just have a feeling when i'm out meeting people and talking to people the reaction of me when i prospect accounts and show up in person is so welcoming that someone's actually here yeah. and not calling me on the phone or talking to me on Zoom. And Zoom does have its valuable place, but it I feel like it's almost overtaken really connecting with people in person and really doing that networking piece. And so I hope that if anything, besides the tactics and the things people can pick up from these episodes is just the motivation to want to go out there and meet other people in whatever event or whatever hard networking or soft networking group there is out there that works for you. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and this is where I, a great place to kind of transition of one thing I kind of wanted to dig in with you a little bit. Our audience yeah. doesn't know this, but I know this, you are new to town. I am. You are new to Portland. <laughs> and I am. while you're, while you can work anywhere for anybody across the United States, you're not specifically local for what you do. Correct. That is correct. You need to build kind of a community around you, both socially and somewhat professionally. You t- And I would kind of like to hear a little bit more and dig into your journey of going through these networking groups to ending up to where you were, because you mentioned that you kind of explored some of them and I have a feeling there's listeners out there that don't know where to start or don't know which ones are which or how to sort it out and maybe give some advice on what worked for you and didn't work for you in that journey. Absolutely. Well, I will say that you mentioning the whole effect that COVID had on our, I don't know, the way we socialize, that really hit home for me because, so I'm a single person and I've lived alone for a very long time. And by and large, that's been terrific for me. That's a great life choice for me. And then lockdown happened and I did not touch a human being for a year. Like no handshakes, no hugs, no nothing. 
And that was, that was a rough time, but it also sort of rewired me into this idea of, well, I live in my living room and that's my world. And I talk to people in my computer and I don't interact with people outside very much. Um, now, I, I, it was helpful that I, I was helping my folks out at the time. I was running like grocery and library errands for them because we were, especially at the beginning, we were saying, hey, uh, please stay indoors. We don't know what's happening. So uh, my brother and my sister-in-law and I were all kind of doing chores for my parents. So that was the extent of my interactions with people. And that spooled me down into a very small world. And I feel like that it was not unusual in that era of like a lot of people got really smaller in, in how they interacted with the outside world. And so I moved to Portland a year and a half ago. So we were all kind of coming out of like being fully indoors all the time. We're interacting with each other more. But that was the era where I was going to a place where, you know, I knew five people. So it was, it was still, my world was very, very small. And I recognized at a point that if I didn't make a very intentional change in my behavior and in the way I dealt with the world, I would just stay in my living room. And that was not going to be a healthy, happy, or joyful life for me. And so that's when I started reaching out. But of course, because I was in that interior mindset, I was reaching out almost entirely online. I was just going and being like, hey, LinkedIn networking groups and online Zoom meetings and, and things like that. And maybe they were semi-local, but they're in Seattle. So definitely on Zoom, not in person. And that also didn't really work because not only was it not intentional, but it was very insular. It wasn't in person. It was just like, there wasn't a lot of connection and the connection that there was there wasn't very deep. And so that was another part of me being like, all right, there's clearly something that I need to learn here that I don't know yet. Ah, boy, I hope I learn it fast enough. And it was in talking with another human resources consultant about this, you know, introduced by a mutual friend. And I said, well, what do you do? And she said, well, I've been in, in this long enough that I have a lot of repeatable business. It's not as large as it could be, and I should probably get out there more. But honestly, you need to network. And if you're going to network, I suggest BNI. And so that's what got me out going to different chapters and falling in with you two at my current chapter. I really feel like I lucked out because I met ever like I went to an in-person mixer that made a huge difference so I got to meet people as human beings in person where sure business can be discussed but it's not necessarily like hardcore and I liked the people I was talking to and I liked the attitude that was being brought to this endeavor and then I went to the um actual BNI meetings and I thought this these people will teach me so much. This is the missing piece. And it has been a combination of 
boy, howdy, have as everyone in my chapter taught me a whole lot. But it's also, it opened that door to, this is the kind of effort that I have to make. And here's the forum in which I can make it. So again, it's the mutuality of it, of I receive a lot of information from the people that I work with. And then I take that out into the world and meet as many more people as I can. And even as I'm going, I'm realizing, oh, you know what? When I started all of this three months ago, I didn't know this. So these things fell through the cracks, like following up with people. I was meeting so many people that I've forgotten half of them. And now I have to go back through my list and be like, who were all of these people? I need to reconnect with them because otherwise, what's the point? And so just basic things like that of all of this comes down into, I still think it is worthwhile to do all of the things that I did. And I still feel like with the information I had at the time, because I didn't know what I didn't know. I feel like all of the actions that I took were reasonable to try. And I feel like with the addition of the networking skills that I both have now and will build as I progress, that going back to those kind of forums will be more useful to me. But having this foundation of an intentional networking group has been I mean, it, it's the only thing that is building my foundation in the way that it needs to be built. So I landed here and sure, do I, do I wish I knew that sooner? Of course. But also I wish that I didn't do all the dumb things I did when I was 15 too. You have to learn at the pace that you learn. So yeah, that I, I tried so many things that didn't work and now I'm doing the things that do. I think it's a pretty cool change of pace and, and take, please don't take this the wrong way, but you know, the, the folks we have have had on the podcast so far, right. Have been more tenured in their networking yeah. journey. Um, and tactical. And, and tactical. Yeah. Right. But some of them haven't been necessarily in their profession near as long. Right. And so they don't necessarily have as much. Some of them don't have as much experience in their particular industry. But to see someone to who's come into this and learned a skill. Right. No one's an expert. Right. But but learned a skill relatively quickly that has now based their 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 career, their their livelihood. Right. In many ways, Mm -hmm. down to networking. Right. We all have to get in front of people. I think that's fascinating. And I think that's super important to understand that while networking isn't something that you just, you know, like in our industry, right? You can just buy leads, right? And work leads and pay (laughs) through the nose. It's not networking, right? (laughs) It's not really, in my opinion, a way to build a business, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and And so being able to find results, right? Find, and all those intangibles that you were talking about through yeah. being intentional through networking. I think that's, it's fascinating that to have both sides of that, right? I think that's, uh, that's powerful and shows the power of networking, right? Yeah. Is, is you've really made an effort in that. And and I congratulate you. Like, I'm super Thank happy you. we have you, like you, your <laughs> skill and like in our networking group, but you know, this is not about our networking group, but like, yeah. I, I'm super happy that I've, I've met you, you know, in, in the past year. So this well, no, and I think to so build on that a little bit too, you know, 
a couple of our previous guests so far have been fairly advanced and there's gonna be a lot yeah. of people that just aren't at that point and know what they're talking about yet or yeah. able to implement some of those things and may need to go back to those as they grow and you know and i'm so happy we're creating this resource because i can't find it out there and i'm i know that I hope that this helps people just be better. Whether, yeah. And and it's nice and pretty refreshing right now that, you know, hearing a story from somebody younger and their networking efforts and how it has still benefited you and you're so happy to keep going along with it. And I hope that encourages some people that have been hesitant or maybe even listening so far and thinking, oh, man this isn't for me. I'm a baby. I'm just getting started. You know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to come on the podcast is because as a, you know, I'm an expert in HR. I'm a real non-expert in networking, but at the same time, like we've all got to start somewhere and it's heartening to me to not only hear the things that like other people who know a ton more than I do and that I can follow their path and build my own path based on their knowledge, that's huge and important. But from an emotional standpoint, it's really nice to hear that people who are new can find success. You know, it, I, I am definitely not perfect. I definitely have so much more to learn. But just in the short time that I've been doing this, that I've been with BNI, that I've been listening to my peers about their journeys, I have gotten so much back. I can't even quite quantify yet how much I have gotten back because it is just an overwhelming amount. And it does come down to you get what you give. Because if I weren't making an effort, if I were passively sitting and saying, well, I will let this information wash over me, eh, that's not going to do much good. But since I'm in a place where it is comfortable to try and it is comfortable to just put myself out there, it's reaping a lot of rewards. Well, and I think that's the message here today. The biggest one is... It's, I think it can be intimidating to go and try and join a hard networking group like BNI, maybe Lay Tip. I, I don't know much about them, but I know they're similar in that way of, shit, I got to show up and I got to have leads every day and I got to have this contact and I got to do this and I, or I, and I don't have that. How am I going to get that? I can't join and do this. Yeah. Right. No, I, I will tell that was very intimidating for me of I wasn't coming in with a huge book of business to say, hey, I can introduce everyone to all these different people. I came in honestly to say, I'm going to learn that and I'm going to do that, but it won't be day one. And it is, I don't know, I from both sides. And I, I said this in a conversation we had earlier. I will always take a motivated newbie over a lazy experienced person. And that is when I'm recruiting. That is when I am working with uh, professionals, building their HR structure and doing their performance management. And it is definitely with BNI. And I really hoped that I would be joining a group that agreed with me on that. Of I'm like, hey, I'm a motivated newbie. I won't be a newbie for long. I'll make it happen. 
Because yeah, when you first come in, you don't know how to get referrals for other people. You don't know how to get people to visit your chapter and have them be excited about it. You don't even know how to call up another person and say, hey, do you want to talk? <laughs> but you learn it pretty quickly if you want to. So it's it's been a very heartening experience. And my friend was right. I have met more great people over the past three months than I have in years just because I'm making an effort. I'm meeting more people. It turns out people are pretty good if you allow them to be. So I'm meeting more of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we are starting to head towards the end here. So uh, I don't want to, I want to be respectful of everybody's time here. Would you share kind of how to how people can get a hold of you? You know, um, kind of the, 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 your details there, how, how you'd like people to reach you. And then yeah, we've got absolutely. a couple other questions after that, but. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you can always visit my website, uh, www.gabrielhr.com. Uh, you can reach me via email at Kathleen at gabrielhr.com. I don't really answer the phone, so I'm not going to give you my phone number. Those are the best ways to reach out to me. Yeah, text her like a normal person. <laughs> oh, honestly, don't even text. <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. I love it so much. I love it. All right. Well, we've got one last question here. We've got to ask. We guess we ask everybody. So, okay. if uh, one of our listeners or uh, you know if one of our friends or someone wants to take you out, meet you for coffee. Mm -hmm. We got to we got to know your coffee order. Oh, uh decaf latte. Unfortunately, I can't drink caffeine anymore. I am woefully addicted to it in in the worst way. So everything's decaf and uh, black coffee is for suckers. So decaf <laughs> latte. I love it. <laughs> you black I... coffee. I love you too. Your order is fine. You like what you like. <laughs> I tease my wife about Drinking decaf, I'll I'll spare you. It's okay. <laughs> Look, it's 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 a shadow of a shadow. It is not as good, but there are a couple local coffee houses because we are in Portland that have made it their their mission to make a pretty decent decaf, and I appreciate them. I mean, we take our coffee and our coffee roasting pretty too seriously oh, yeah. around here. So yeah. I I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kathleen. I am so thankful that you were here to kind of share your journey getting into networking. And I know that you were a little bit nervous because you didn't feel you had the same things to offer as somebody younger. In the Why would you have journey. to tell everyone? Well, well <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> But because what I thought before this started, and I think this has proven to be true, is there's people out there probably hesitating to get started that need to hear your story. Yeah. And yeah. show them that it's not as hard and it's worth it. Yeah. And to all of those people out there who are fellow introverts and fellow afraid to approach other people kind of people it actually becomes natural very quickly. 
And it's not that I'm not an introvert anymore. And it's not that I am not intimidated by rooms of strangers anymore. It's just that I have a, a different mindset to why I'm there and how welcoming other people might be to me. And with that change in mindset, it's been proven really true and really positive. So, so if I can do it, yeah, you can do it. Beautiful there it message. is. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, that concludes another episode of uh, Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. We thank you so much, Kathleen, for joining us today. Oh, thank you both for having me. This was a blast. If you found value with this episode, you know, um, do the normal things like subscribe, do all those fancy things. But if you really found value in it, do us a favor and share it with just one person who you think might also find value. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Flesh, the place for navigating business growth through networking. If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. Only together can we become truly well connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights. heights.